Welcome to Not in the Notes, What I Should Have Said This Sunday. We're a podcast from 539 Church, a new church in Goodyear Heights, Ohio, that's inviting friends and the family. My name is Mike Duma, and I will be your host today. And this Sunday, we talked about Ruth Chapter 2 with a series we're in titled Hindsight, and I'm here with Nolan Miller. Uh, He is our Director of Operations here, and uh, so I am switching the script with him today, and he uh, preached for us this past Sunday, and there was someone that I just recently got lunch with, and they said, man, Nolan's voice is way better uh, on the mic than yours is, Mike. They told me this, and they said, he has a true radio voice. I wish we could hear from (laughs) Nolan more. And I said, done deal. So we're going to switch it. And so Nolan, why don't you give us a quick recap of the message this past Sunday and tell us a few things that didn't make it in the notes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and even if he didn't really enjoy your voice, I would say that you did a 10 out of 10 job on that intro there. So (laughs) I was pretty nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Well, we went through Ruth chapter two and really the brunt of the message was this idea um, that when we don't know what's coming tomorrow, that we should be faithful with today. Um, we talked about, hey, we should make sure that we're taking our next immediate step. We're focusing on the situation that's at hand. Um, hey, we don't need to be nervous about the things that are going to happen tomorrow necessarily, um, because God is going to work out all of those details as we take these small steps of obedience and we follow after him. Um so Ruth chapter two is actually the longest chapter in the book of Ruth, and thanks for letting me teach on that. Yeah, just a small task. Uh, <laughs> so there were a lot of different ways that, a lot of different angles that I could have taken on it, so that meant that there were a few things that I wanted to get into, but I just really didn't have time. And the first one was this idea in verses 11 and 12 um, that I wanted to get into, and I'll just read it for you here. It says, but Boaz answered her, all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me, and how you left your father and mother in your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. Um, And we'll say it this way, which is this idea that walking in obedience is something that people are going to notice on you. So... Boaz notices this obedience that Ruth is taking, and I think a lot of times we would think that these are small steps, like, I want to show my faithfulness to Naomi, I think is what one of the things that Ruth did in chapter mm-hmm. one. And then as we go into chapter two, we talked about how she recognizes, hey, they're hungry. This is the immediate problem that they need to solve. I'm going to go out into the field. I'm going to gather food. I, we need lunch today. Um and Boaz, who we talked a lot about how, how much blessing the Lord provides Ruth through him, notices um, just the obedience on her, which is very interesting because she is a foreigner, right? Mm-hmm. She is not inherently a person of God. Mm-hmm. Um, she is someone who may not have, have known, but maybe learned in passing through Ruth. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of this obedience is something that Boaz um, takes notice of. And I was just thinking about how this how this applies to us now and something I couldn't really fit in totally um, was this, as we're walking in obedience to Jesus, we start to look more like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like a whole message in and of itself. And there are, there are probably better passages to talk about it. But um, 
it just was bringing up things like Colossians 2, as you have received Christ Jesus and the Lord, so walk in him. Um, or in 1 John where it says, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth, um, where it's not so much about the things that we're saying, but but the way that we follow through with obedience. These are the things that people notice. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk a, a lot of, uh, here and uh, just about how, Hey, it's it's about your confession and your faith that is going to that is going to save you internally, right? Um, but as we talk about, um, hey, how do we welcome other people into that family? A lot of the things that we're doing and investing in people, um, as we walk in obedience to the Lord, that's that obedience isn't going to just affect us. It's going to mm-hmm. go out and uh, yeah. works itself out, kind of in love towards other people. So kind of a question for you, Nolan, and uh, just to push back a little bit or at least maybe ask you what you think. And, you know, kind of Ruth chapter two has kind of some, if I could say some good Samaritan vibe, right? Mm. It's got some, it's got a little bit of good Samaritan vibe. You got, you know, the good Samaritan, you got these three people who walk past the person who needs help. And finally the Samaritan like comes and provides and same thing with Ruth. And you kind of hinted at when you were kind of explaining, you know, your message this past week of, Hey, they, they kind of <clears throat> step out of the lines of, Hey, what's normal or what should be done to provide for, you know, Boaz does this to provide for Ruth and Naomi. And so, um, what would, what would you say? Hey, when, when should a believer kind of step out of the lines? Um, and, you know, in what realm does that kind of apply to say, hey, here, here's when you should uh, cross the boundaries or the borders um, to provide for someone and to kind of take this next step and be there for them? And uh, wh- where does that line exist um, in your mind? Sure. I think that line is uh, it's a pretty hazy one. And it makes me think of this point um, that we covered on Sunday, which is, hey, we don't serve a God of just enough, right? We serve a, mm-hmm. a, an abundant God who wants to provide for us over and above. He does over and above all that we can ask or think mm-hmm. or imagine. Um, and if our goal as followers of Jesus is to look like Jesus, then mm-hmm. that is something that we want to embody to others, I think, mm-hmm. as well. Um I think when we look at the blessings that Boaz um, gives to Ruth, um, they're almost embarrassingly good. Um, and I think that if you if you look at even even to bring it back to our our family card, if you're looking at investing in the people around you, um, maybe invest in them so much that they might blush. Um, mm-hmm. You know, th- these are things. These are ways, mm-hmm. very practical ways that we can show our love for other people. Now, that's really hard to do if you're not spending time praying about them. If you really mm-hmm. don't don't care that much about them, um, which is uh, mm-hmm. it's just hard. So, um, I think that actually does transition me a little bit into the next point that okay. I kind of wanted to bring up. Yeah, um, which skips over into um, verse twenty. This is uh, as. Ruth returns home. Um, she's got two weeks worth of food and is just abundantly blessed. Um, Naomi brings up this idea of kindness. She says, may he, he being Boaz, <clears throat> be blessed by the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living and the dead. And I wanted to spend a lot more time talking about God and his kindness towards people, um, which is, again, something that we want to embody. And I think that God really does use his people and he uses his, uh, uses their obedience to show kindness. Um, and I think that that's something that the Lord really does, uh, take joy in doing. Um, 
we can even see Ruth, who I mentioned, is is a foreigner. She's not one of the people of Israel, and God is just doling out kindness upon her mm-hmm. um, to to as we will see in chapter three to redeem her, um, or I guess in chapter four, um, you know, as all these things work out. But um, kindness, uh, I I went and looked looked up a definition just because I wanted to be you know above board. It's the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. So you can't say that you don't know what it is now. Um, (laughs) But I I like this definition better. Kindness is love in action. Um, Why Mm. is God kind to us? Why is God kind to Ruth? It's because he has the deepest affection for you. He has the deepest affection for me, for Mm -hmm. Ruth, um, for Boaz, for all of these people. Um, And he wants to show his love towards you. And a lot of times he will do that um, through his blessing. Yeah, and I think um, oftentimes when you talk to folks and uh, when they talk about their experience with God or their experience with, you know, primarily in their mind with church, they feel like, man, the pe- like the church wasn't kind to me and they weren't good to me. It's full of what? It's full of hypocrites. And, uh, you know, people do correlate, hey, how Christians have taught or how Christians have, you know, uh, treated me is how I have viewed now how God treats me now. Uh, if we like it or not, um, when people do encounter us on a daily basis, they're not looking for perfection or anything like that, but they are looking to see, does it look like Jesus? Do we have anything coming from us? And God, when he does want to reach someone, he does want to bless someone, he does it through his people, kind of like with with Boaz here. Now, Boaz has the opportunity to be obedient. Boaz has the opportunity to say, hey, God has blessed me. Um, And instead of just kind of hoarding it, he says, man, God's blessed me. I must ask God, hey, who is this for? And what is this for? And so for a lot of us, at least for me, kind of the challenge you're saying is like, hey, love is in action, meaning there's there's a kindness that... um, as people rub shoulders with me, I'm hoping that they're experiencing a little bit of Jesus every day and every time. Yeah, and I think um, this is just something that I always that I always come back to, uh, especially just in my my own community group. So, if anyone from that is listening, you've probably heard this before. Shout out. Um, which is that, hey, God is not like staring down his nose at you like like a stern father. He does have expectations, um, but I, I always like this story um, God of, uh, it's, a, it's kind of like a person who has discovered the, the, the cure for this disease that, imagine an island that has a disease and it's, it's only on that island and everyone on the island has it. And this man discovers the cure for it and he decides to go. But as he gets there, he's trying to learn their language. They don't trust him. No one will take the pill that's going to, that's going to cure them. Um, instead, they just continue to you know, live in, in filth and pass the disease like back and forth to one another. The man isn't mad at them. He's, he's really broken and upset because he wants to save them. Um, and I think a lot of times we get this, this false view of God that, hey, every time you mess up, he's, he's like screaming at you and you need to go and hide and get under a bush. Um, and that's just really not the case. I mean, is he disappointed? Sure, absolutely. But that's because he wants so much more for you and he wants you to embody his way because his ways really are the best ways. Um, and I think just reading that um, illustration for the first time, it really did change my view of 
this is this is God's kindness and and trying to I guess put God's kindness together with just the immenseness yeah. of his love for us. Yeah, when you start talking about the character of God, um, twice in the, or really I think it's four times in the Old Testament, there's once here um, in Psalm 103, it says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever in Psalm 103. So um, I think that what you're, what you're kind of hinting at is like the character and nature of God um, that he has toward us, and meaning that he, he is good, kind of that Nahum chapter 1 verse 7, he is good and he is a good loving father who wants the best uh, for those that he's interacting with, which is meaning he wants the best for us and for those we're kind of rubbing, rubbing shoulders with. Yeah. And I think um, since we've, I think we've sufficiently gotten off topic, um, but <laughs> because of that, I, this has, this has come into my mind and I think it is one of the, one of my favorite expressions of, of God's kindness toward us, toward us is when he says in, in Joel two twelve. yet even now, return to me with all your heart. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, it doesn't matter what happened last night. It doesn't what matter uh, what sin you've been living in for the past week. Now is the time for you to turn and to come back to me. And uh, he stands with open arms like like yeah. the father with the prodigal son. He will meet you where you are. Yeah. Well, I think with that, this is a good place for us uh, to wrap up and to end here. And if you want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Not in the Notes, and please take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. And if you'd like to hear this week's sermon of what did make it in the notes, but no one preached an amazing sermon this past week, you can click the link in our show notes or visit us online at 539.church. That's F-I-V-E 39.church. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next week. And I think your outro was even better than your intro. Nice.